Welcome to a Prevent Connect podcast, where we explore the prevention of violence against women. This is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. Hello, this is David Lee from Prevent Connect, and today I'm speaking with Grace Francis from the Florida Council Against Sexual Violence. How are you doing, Grace? Good, thanks. Great. Grace, we're here to talk about the Florida Council Against Sexual Violence's 24 Biennial Training Summit, which you title for a different lens. And we'll be talking with one of your keynote speakers in just a moment. The summit will be held on May 14th through 16th in St. Pete Beach in Florida. Grace, can you talk about what the summit is? Yes, it's our statewide conference that we hold every two years, and this year our theme is through a different lens because what we're doing is focusing on how we can do our work to prevent and respond to sexual violence in a different way. We're really excited specifically about our prevention track we have in addition to Chochan Basu, other keynotes from Catharsis Productions and the Angel Band Project. We also have speakers from Colorado, Iowa, California, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, and all across Florida. And from New York City, we have the New York City Alliance Against Sexual Assault talking about mobilizing communities to prevent sexual violence. We have the University of South Florida explaining their project to engage bartenders as bystanders, a bystander intervention program. And we have Start Strong Boston. I'm excited about them coming to present on how they use pop culture to engage youth in prevention, specifically talking about their breakup summit that were featured in the New York Times magazine. And we have a few others, including Heather Emery of Carotharsis Productions doing It's Not Them, It's You on how to develop better relationships with participants and present your message more effectively. So in addition to that, we've got about 25 other workshops, and we're just excited to have it. I think that I'm more excited about this conference and the content and the focus of the workshops than I have about any other training summit that we've done. Great. I think it's a great opportunity for people, and I really am impressed with the prevention content that you have, and you really have dedicated your speakers to this. One of your speakers is with us now. We have Choten Basu, and he is the Chief Executive Officer of Slipstream. How are you doing, Choten? Good. How are you, David? I'm doing great, and I love the title of your talk. Your talk is Beyond Brochures and Flyers, Insights into the Future of Community Engagement. So I think that's really great because so much of the work for us to be able to prevent sexual violence does take about how we're going to engage community members, not just about how we're going to provide information to them. So, Jordan, what are you going to be talking about during your keynote address? I think my theme is going to be on community engagement, but specifically there's going to be three aspects of community engagement that I'm going to talk about. The first thing is just the definition of a community. So typically you look at communities as strong, common interests, and I'm going to try to challenge people on that there's communities beyond what they may be looking at, and and those could participate in helping with the prevention. And so I'm going to start with that as one piece of it. The second piece I'm going to talk about is are the trends that are happening and that specifically speaks to the brochures catalog and how that is changing in terms of getting results because some people will argue just let's push it to mobile and that's one piece of it but it goes beyond that actually about creating what we call platforms so I'll be spending a lot of time talking about platforms that your community can take hold of and own and create their experience around it and thus galvanize a groundswell that people can get behind and then I'll end with kind of overall theme on innovation and fostering innovation and, sustain, and sustaining that innovation. Uh, some of the 
programs that Grace outlined are already sounding great in terms of some people coming up with great innovative ideas. Now, how do you continue to foster that? How do you sustain it? That's going to be the three pieces of my keynote. Well, I'm really interested in the platform piece that you're talking about. Can you say a little bit more about how we move from some of the more standard tools that we've used in the past? It sounds like you're reframing the issue to become a platform for the community to be able to communicate and create their own ideas. Correct. And that process is actually called co-creation. And if you track that particular phrase I used throughout co-creation, you'll see there's a lot of conversation about that in the literature right now. And I'll just give you a simple example which will convey the idea of a platform. So typically, most people, when they're trying to create a community, they'll create a website. And nowadays, they'll hook in some of the social networks, uh, peer-to-peer networks, and so on. And that's a great start. But pretty much most of the content is still controlled by the group that's created it. And they post that content and try to engage their community. But the idea of a platform is if you create it correctly and you can engage your community in a unique way, they will start to own the platform and they will start to create the content. They will start to extend the platform. So the idea is to create a set of tools and technologies in a way that your community can now start adding to that and creating their own experience and going back to that word, co-creating their experience on that. Facebook actually has successfully done this where they've given you a platform and you have to watch for some very interesting verbiage. For example, people say, my Facebook account. So they already see it as it's theirs. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. So when we, earlier we were talking about, I think, Prevent Connect to you briefly. So the day you start saying my Prevent Connect account, I start to see it as something that's mine. I own it. I participate in it. Well, it's interesting because in Prevent Connect, a lot of people really do describe themselves as being a member of the Prevent Connect community. And right. that's part of what we've been trying to inspire. And, you know, in some ways, a wiki becomes a, another potential platform where it becomes not just someone posting information, but it allows members of the community to add their ideas and thoughts. And then we create collective knowledge, which then I think can really contribute to creating change. And also, you'll end up finding it start to define smaller subset communities or extensions of the current communities that you're dealing with because there'll be interest in certain subgroups and you'll see people start to join that and say this particular issue is a big deal for me. And so what I end with on my presentation is this idea of an ecosystem that you have to kind of see this community engagement as an ecosystem where different technologies are coming in, different players are coming in, different things are being introduced and each of those within the ecosystem, you have to get very quickly, very good at identifying what impact it has on the ecosystem and leverage that to continue growing that community. Grace, I want to come back to you because I really think these are exciting ideas that Choton's talking about. How do you see this applying to sexual violence prevention? The way I see this applying is for for the past several decades, we've created great programs and taken them out into the community and said, this is how we want you to get engaged with sexual assault prevention. And what we're looking at now is getting the community's input on the front end. How do they think the message needs to be developed and how can they buy in and tell us how they want to be involved rather than just Here's what we have mapped out for you. Now you can do this one piece. 
coming from us. You know, I think this is really an opportune time for this and that we've seen some of the evolution of people that are getting involved. For example, the slot walk movement that emerged two years ago, I think, became a place where people who weren't part of organizations but began to say, we see sexual violence, we see the victim blaming, we find it unacceptable, and suddenly they're starting to create messages. And so I think that this becomes an interesting opportunity that we have to now think about how there's new players and new ways that will bring new ideas and concepts that I think is going to strengthen how we can create culture change that's necessary to prevent sexual violence. One thing I just want to add to this is that when you're dealing with brochures, catalogs, and I know people who spend a ton of time thinking through, and they're quite genuine in the way they've thought it through because they want it to be, because they're going to spend some money behind it and resources and time, they want it to have an impact. And so I'm not diminishing the importance of that. The problem which happens is it limits how much information you can convey. And the biggest thing in the ecosystem that I've seen change is how people make decisions. It's very interesting if you watch somebody hand somebody else a brochure, whether they open it, how much time they spend in it, do they put it in the bag, do they throw it in the trash can on the way out. Because at the end of the day, you want them to use the resources. You want them to find out about it and have an impact. So you want to use and maximize things that will reach them and help them make that decision. And what I'm saying is that fundamentally in that ecosystem, there's a lot of shifts and changes that have happened that takes us beyond those brochures and catalogs. And I think when we move to talk about how we are actually going to be able to change behaviors and change the norms, which is the context for the behaviors, which I think is fundamentally what we're trying to do in our sexual violence prevention work, that it's going to take away that has to be part of those social, I mean, I'm using the word social network beyond the online social network language, but it has to be of how we relate with each other. And it sounds like the platforms become a mechanism to be able to get into those conversations. Correct. I would highly recommend for people who are looking at some of the stuff that has been happened and some examples of co-creation and how some of these trends have taken place, I would highly recommend a book called Groundswell, and that's what you want to create. You want to create a groundswell of people seeing the message and understanding how it relates to them personally, finding it completely authentic and getting excited about it and conveying that and, and becoming evangelists and getting the word out there. That's what you want. You want a groundswell that, to some extent, I hate to bring this up, but the New Delhi case that happened, I think that's on your website too, is that there was a huge movement in India around that. So I would highly recommend looking into that. Right. I think it's another great example of showing, you know, within the last year, one of my colleagues actually just returned from India of doing a 10-day tour with the State Department, talking with student activists about how to be able to take action towards ending gender-based violence in India. And so I think that we're seeing an international movement rising, and a lot of this will be a discussion that's going to be a great, exciting discussion that's going to be taking place next May at the Florida Council Against Sexual Violence's biannual training summit that's going to be held on May 14th through 16th in St. Pete Beach, Florida, and we've been speaking with Choten Basu, who is the CEO of Slipstream, who will be a keynote speaker at this training. We've also talking with Grace Francis, who works at the Florida Council Against Sexual Violence. And registration is now open for this conference. I encourage people to go, and I think it's going to be a really exciting talk. Thank you, Grace and Choten, for joining me today. Thank you, Thank David. You, David. Thank you for listening to this Prevent Connect podcast. Prevent Connect is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault with funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The views presented on Prevent Connect are not necessarily the views of the United States government, the CDC, or CalCASA. To learn more about Prevent Connect, 
visit www.preventconnect.org. For more information about CalCASA's mission or to show your support, visit calcasa.org. That's C-A-L-C-A-S-A dot O-R-G.